0: Welcome to the One Delightful Podcast,
1: where we believe life should be simple,
0: but fun. I'm Philip, And I'm Katie. And we invite you to join us on a journey as we figure out how to clear through the clutter of life to create space for what matters. Because if we can do it, anyone can do it. On today's show...
1: We're going to welcome you to season two of One Delightful Podcast with an update on where the heck we've been and what we're going to be doing this season.
0: And we're going to wrap things up with what do you recommend? So here we are. We took a little bit longer of a hiatus than we planned on. Right, Philip?
1: That's right. There was a writer's strike. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Uh, a.k.a. when you don't schedule in your priorities, they don't happen, right?
1: Oh, that's a little illusion to season one.
0: I mean, in reality, we had all intention on continuing the podcast and just, we'll get into it more today.
1: But bottom line, welcome to season two of One Delightful Podcast.
0: We're here. We made it.
1: We dusted the dust off the microphone.
0: I'm not going to sing that song.
1: Oh, okay. That's good. There Maybe might the be, be oh, a little
0: dust on the microphone.
1: We couldn't think of any better way to start season two of the podcast than by highlighting the best item that's been purchased recently using our Amazon affiliate link. And I got to say, you guys have been keeping it hot with your affiliate link purchases.
0: While the podcast has gone a little bit cold, the Amazon link has stayed hot. <laughs> I'm the funny one. You are,
1: I know. You're (laughs) hilarious.
0: Okay, so our favorite item, thank you so much for buying this item, and we have no idea who you are, so don't worry, it's completely anonymous, is the person that bought the Ovulation and Pregnancy at-home test strips.
1: But why did you need the (laughs) 82-pack?
0: he's joking we have no idea how many it was I can't remember it might be listed now I want to check but talk amongst yourselves
1: <laughs> anyway but congratulations are potentially in order as you put into practice put into good use these ovulation and pregnancy test strips but 70 oh there are 70 so yeah. it isn't
0: it's a serious a lot. maybe
1: maybe it's a family pack like it's a sister wife situation. Just
0: ignore Philip because he doesn't really know what to do with this kind of information. That's true. I'm very uncomfortable. But what we would say is maybe get a second opinion because the reviews aren't great, but it looks like you got a steal of a deal at, at about $15 for you know.
1: It was like maybe 10 cents <laughs> per strip but yeah there are some okay. negative reviews so you might definitely want to head to the doctor soon to get a second opinion
0: and congratulations and if you want to support us using our affiliate link we would love to highlight your items especially if there's something weird
1: or if it's such a great deal or a deal <laughs> Welcome to season two, like we said, of One Delightful Podcast. And we're really excited about this season because the theme that we're going to be talking about is something that's been super important in our lives. And we're going to be talking about living for what's most important in life.
0: And we're also really excited that we made it to the second season of a podcast.
1: That's right.
0: I need to look up some stats, but I wonder how many podcasts just give up after... A few episodes.
1: Yeah, I was considering taking the last podcast and just calling it 201. Season two? Just to say we did it, just in case we didn't. But here, here we are. It
0: reminds me of another country song.
1: What's that song?
0: Looks like we made it. Look how far ba, ba, ba. we've come, I know that song. Isn't that a country? Santa.
1: Right? Isn't yeah. that in there somewhere? A science? <laughs>
0: Okay, so we thought that it would make most sense to kind of update you guys on our lives, because things have kind of been up in the air with us. And it's, it's been an intentional up in the air, which also makes us feel kind of weird. And I think makes our friends kind of be like, you're kind of weird. What
1: are these people doing? What
0: are they doing? Are they responsible adults? I've questioned that myself at points. But I also think what we're doing might not be that different than what a lot of people maybe crave to do, but just just stick with the status quo and don't do what we're doing.
1: Yeah, and I think that's a lot of the a lot of the issues that we've had both with ourselves and with others stem from that. So last year, we went through a ton of transition.
0: Yes, yeah, so last spring, um Philip actually had like a sabbatical with his job, which is this awesome kind of time of reflection where he got three months to kind of dream about, like reflect on the past, but like dream about the future. And it helped him to realize kind of how tired he was. And thanks to the Enneagram, which we hope to cover this season, um, he realized that he's probably a five on the Enneagram, which is, how would you explain the five?
1: Uh, I think the investigator is the name of it, which doesn't really help. But I think that
0: every number kind of has a lot to it, basically.
1: A five would be naturally more inward focused, like introverted. Um, So,
0: need a lot of energy or need a lot of time alone. To not totally yeah burn
1: out. And their energy is sort of like a tank that runs out pretty quickly during the day. So picture a lot your cell phone do, battery. Yeah. Yeah, like a cell phone battery. Just try to conserve energy. To but after thirteen years of doing a ministry work that required like a lot of initiating and being with people all the time, I was naturally, given what I learned about myself, feeling incredibly burnt out. And realized that something needed to change. And that led to my job changing considerably. Yes. And then at the same time.
0: Yeah. So Philip's like going through this change and we're thinking, okay, we both really love business. I think the thing that makes the most sense for us to do is I was um, at the time running a direct sales business. I guess you would say I was selling LuLaRoe women's clothing line and I was it was going pretty well. Like I was meeting Phillip's income. So our income basically had doubled for the yeah,
1: well enough where my job could change and we would have been okay.
0: I'm such an idiot. <laughs> um, so thank goodness he loves me because around that same time, I just had this feeling that I should not be continuing in this position any longer. And I, I I would say I do make decisions that follow my heart a lot with stuff like that, but I'm not usually that like, I don't know. It's kind of risky.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but what you were doing, so here's what made sense to me though, is what you were doing wasn't aligning with your values. Yeah. And it just felt like you needed, you're incredible at doing what you want
0: What you're passionate about.
1: Yeah, you are.
0: I'm good at doing what I want to (laughs) do.
1: Thank you. you. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. How can I say this in a nice way? No, but when you put your mind to something, you can make incredible things happen, but your heart has to be all in it. And when something doesn't align align with your values, it's really hard for you to be all in. So it's really hard for you to do it.
0: Yeah. And I
1: could see how Lula didn't align with that and how it made sense for you to jump out. And so you did. Right. After could- all,
0: after a lot of thought, because I think I, this literally happened, I want to say on like April 1 maybe, that I just started to have this like a feeling. And I think I told you and you were like, you, like you're crazy. You need to sit on this. And so we sat on it for like two months, which was really hard for me because I just wanted to like pull the trigger, the bandaid off. But I know for me, I just had a lot of angst about, was this the right thing to do? And so finally, we decided to pull the trigger on this, not 100% knowing where we were headed. So it's like Philip decided he was going to leave his job or at least go part-time. We kind of had a plan to leave my job and then being somewhat irresponsible, but responsible because I was following my heart, (laughs) right?
1: (laughs) Oh, (laughs) jeez. Basically, within six months, we went from having fairly stable jobs to not really having any idea with what we were going to do with our lives.
0: Right. So that's where we landed um, in the summer, right? And so we've I've continued my shop in a different version, but we didn't have a clear vision of what we were going to do, um, just more of a vague idea. And so if you've been listening to the podcast from the beginning, last summer, we started documenting this through our podcast. Um but at the same time, we knew we were at a crossroads and yes, there's a sensible piece of just get a job. Like, cause I think a lot of our friends have been like, well, there's a job like as this that kind of fits what you're doing. Do you want to do that? And I think we were at a point where we were like, we want to figure out what's important to us what are our values and center our life around that rather than just get a job and try to figure it out after.
1: Right. I think there was definitely a piece. And again, it's like a balance between, oh, follow your heart, do what you want, you know, millennial weird stuff with, hey, there's just a reality of needing to take care of stuff. But yeah, we were both at this inflection point. And made a conscious decision, which I feel like has been okay in saying it's not worth it for us um, to get a little measure of security and comfort in the short term to sacrifice potentially living a better life that's aligned with who we want to be and what we want to be doing in the long term, even if there's a little bit of risky and unstableness in figuring that out and going along on the journey. So for the past year, we've sort of been in that spot of figuring out, oh man, if you could do anything, what would you do? And then how do you start to do it? Right. And there's been parts of it that have been great, but there have also been parts of it that have been really scary. There have been days we feel like, oh, this is awesome. You know, we're sitting here at 1130 in the morning, working together, making this. And then there's days where it's been like, what the heck are we doing? We're sitting here at 11:30 in, in your morning cold doing basement. This. Really right. the
0: whole recording the podcast process is required sacrifice because right now we're in our cold basement because there's no heat on cuz it makes too much noise. And then the summer we were in our sweltering like Room upstairs, and we couldn't have the AC or fan on, and
1: we had, had the windows closed. <laughs> yeah, so you we're didn't like hear, have ambient truck yeah. noise. So, so yeah. we
0: kind of, as Philip said, got to the point of if we could do anything, what would we do? And I also would say, the fact that we, knowing what we know about ourselves through the Enneagram, landed in that spot, is kind of like mind blowing.
1: Yeah, because you are.
0: Very fear risk averse.
1: And I am very security oriented. And frugal. not knowing where money's coming from, even for like five minutes, and not knowing what the future holds for you is not naturally what we would choose.
0: Yeah. But I would say that is part of why we've been able to do that and not be like totally irresponsible adults. Because philip has been so frugal in the past, we've kind of like have a little bit of an We've been responsible in the past with money, which has allowed us during this season to live on part-time income and figure this out. That's right. right. Yeah, no. And not have to be like, we're starving artists.
1: And I think that that leads to starting to get into what we're going to be talking a whole lot more about on the podcast this season is... Being able to ask ourselves the question, if we could do anything and live for anything, like what will we do and what will we live for, was not just as simple as like, what do you want to do for a job? It requ- It's required us to sort of over and over again, ask ourselves, what are our priorities and what would it look like to put those first in our life, um, both with how we want to live, with where we want to live and what we want to do.
0: So for us, we're going to go over these three priorities that we've kind of landed on. The first one is a lot of what the podcast is about and was kind of one of the breaking points last spring where I feel like LuLaRoe had created this complicated, like too much clothing, always needing something new lifestyle. And that's kind of what was being sold to people like consumers that I was selling to.
1: And then in our lives, our schedules, because of our work Mm -hmm. and just everything we were taking on was so busy that we were both overwhelmed. So it was like our schedule and our home was just cluttered with way too much stuff.
0: Yeah. So one of our priorities is to live a simple lifestyle within our means But what we have found as we've lived on like very little budget lately is we're really not like extreme minimalist. Philip maybe is a little bit closer to that than I am, but we do like to live simple and frugally, but still have like some fun.
1: Yeah. So that's like sort of the, how do we want to live? We want to be, have a simple lifestyle that's still fun. And again, I feel like that's the thing that gave us an on-ramp to this season is that's sort of how we've lived, at least financially before. We've always lived well within our means and so have been able to save. And that savings is what's given us the freedom in this season to say, okay, let's take some space and figure out what we want to do. It's almost like I've been listening a lot lately to um, people who are trying to become financially independent and retire early. Um, Do you want to
0: tell them what that community's called? It's
1: called the FIRE movement. And I sort of like it. Um, Katie is not convinced yet. Um, and I think it's because one of their lead bloggers is a guy named Mr. Money Mustache. And that's You think
0: sort of, that turns me off? Is that the problem? That someone,
1: someone that should, we want to take seriously's name is Mr. Money Mustache. Yeah, I think that might that be a little That doesn't
0: bother me. Oh, I mean, really? I think okay, because it doesn't bother me either. Once I knew that... We're Hold on, on the same no, no. Page? Once I knew that it was not Dave Ramsey with a mustache, <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm a little bit... It was more like somebody Is that, that
1: really what you thought?
0: What else would I think?
1: I don't know. I mean, it just shows you that people come from different perspectives that you just don't know about. So we'll put so a link to
0: Mr. Stuff. Money Mustache in the show notes for you. Go but, on, uh, wait, Mr. Money Mustache. But where, where
1: did that... Okay. So anyway, we've been... Looking at that, but one of the things people in that community talk about is instead of like working, 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 working until you turn 60 and can retire, taking like little mini retirements throughout your working Mm -hmm. life that allow you to sort of rest, recharge, process where you want to go in the next season. And I guess you could sort of consider what we're doing right now, sort of that. Yeah, Because we lived within our means, so we have a little bit of savings, Mm -hmm. and it's given us the ability to have this season.
0: It's given us this ability to have a quarter-life crisis.
1: (laughs) That's right, to sort of figure out what's next. But one of the things we definitely determine is that how we want to live is not like a crazy extravagant life. Mm -hmm. We want to live a simple life, but with fun, still a part of it. So not just like crazy penny-pinching. Yeah, and a
0: lot of that has to do with me. Yeah, I mean you're, but that's fun, okay. I feel but like you it, would eat rice and beans every night. For I dinner. totally would, but I feel like except it it's would be cauliflower rice, and the protein would be like ground beef. Mm,
1: you are speaking <laughs> my, You don't know that you're speaking my <laughs> language right now. It's a little like Whole Thirty burrito bowl. Uh, okay, go
0: which on. Which we had
1: last night and was great, um, but I feel like we've de- decided that's how we want to live our life. Simple, within our means, but with a little bit of fun.
0: Yes. Okay, so for our second principle, our foundation of our priority of life map that we made up, sorry, it's getting weird, um, is making a decision to prioritize community. So I'll flesh that out a little bit. I think this is maybe more a me thing where I... I think it has maybe a little bit to do with how I'm wired and how I grew up. My family just like grew up, or I grew up, I guess my family, my sisters and I grew up with my parents always having like a good community of adults and maybe families around us that we did life with, that um, we supported each other. And that pretty much was always in like a neighborhood type situation too. So I've always... At points we've had this, and at points we haven't had it in life, but I've always wanted to have the kind of life where you know your neighbors, you kind of do life with them, you can like count on them. I have like good friends now that I'll pick up their kids if they need me to. If a friend is stuck in the city and their kid is sick at school, I'll pick them up. Sorry for that one time I didn't do it, Katie. But in general, that's like the kind of life we want is not an insular life. And I say that as a priority because I think Philip, especially being a 5, it's easier for him to isolate himself. And then me being a 6, I can get very insecure over do people like me and kind of am I being left out? Like that's a big thing for 6s is just – kind of overthinking what people think about you. And so I think when I pair that with Phillip's um, desire to kind of have alone time and then my own insecurity, it'd be very easy for us to do life alone a lot more. And I know that I don't like it. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And I think my, so as we've been thinking about the community thing, it's been helping us figure out the answer to like the where question because um, with all the stuff that's up in the air, where we're going to land is something that's in play. Um, and because we're thinking we might want to get into some real estate investing, it's probably going to mean selling our current house mm-hmm. and going somewhere new. And as we decide where that new place is, like who we live around, and what that would afford us in terms of the potential for community has been super important. Um, and then I think for me that community piece has involved – looking at where we get the most life when we invest Mm -hmm. our time and the kind of people and situations we want our kids to be around. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think for us, like a huge passion that we have is, um, being around and working with people and families of people who have special needs. Mm -hmm. Um, and so saying, Hey, we want to make sure in our life that we're prioritizing, Having jobs or life situations where we have space to volunteer with stuff like Special Olympics or Capernaum, Mm -hmm. or like last Friday night, we hired a babysitter so that we could both volunteer at this thing called Night to Shine. Yeah. Tim Tebow puts on these proms all over the country, right? Um, And at the church down the street from our house, 115 people with special needs had this incredible, like, lavish prom put on. And I got to MC it and you got to be a buddy with mm-hmm. someone. And it was just like, it's the kind of thing we want to prioritize in our yeah. life.
0: Well, and I think too, it makes me think about the quote you've talked about before. Um, Pay attention to your tears, mm-hmm. right? Is that the whole quote? Yeah.
1: It's like Frederick Buechner. Okay.
0: And the point of that is like, what are the things that really like, you know, pull at your heartstrings? And you kind of know when you pick those things to make your priorities that that's going to give you the life you want to live, yeah. you know, cause you said, and this isn't the first time something like this has affected you, but there was a dad at the dance Yeah, that, um, he, some of the parents chose to hang around and some, you know, got to take a break and that was great too, but he was there and he would come and dance with his daughter for the slow dances
1: yeah and it was awesome yeah and
0: I think like both of us I mean oh my gosh it just messes us up and we're like okay that's probably we're probably supposed to do something with that
1: right the funny thing with that was the dad was dancing with his daughter and it was I mean it was like we're both in tears a little bit watching it and then they turn a little bit and reveal that there's this other little boy that's latched on, too. <laughs> that's just sort of like there, Hanging like on. hugging it, like real close to. Mm.
0: Um,
1: it was really sweet. Um, but through all of this, it'd be really easy for us to pick a place just because a house is affordable or it's a house we really like. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we've decided is no, we really need to prioritize the where based off the potential for community. Um, and like what we do based off the potential for us to have space to invest our lives in the kind of thing we want ourselves and our kids to be around.
0: Yeah. So it kind of feels like a weird crossroads in life because not many people make decisions on where to live, like kind of with these factors, you know, like, cause a lot of people you decide where you're going to go just based on a job. And we're kind of thinking about that with just. Our values in mind as well,
1: yeah. And it feels weird, but it also feels right, you know, for us. Yeah. Um, Then I think the third thing, as we've thought about like how we're gonna set our priorities, is that we've been thinking a lot about is the balance between work and family. Mm -hmm. Because maybe we sound like terrible people saying that, but one thing that we've discovered is that we love our kids. But we definitely like having jobs so that we don't have to be around our kids all the time.
0: We're not the couple that wants to homeschool our kids and spend all day with them and...
1: Start a family farm where we're working side by side. Right,
0: and work at night. Although I've heard there's great things about homeschooling kids, but it's also like you got to know yourself.
1: And I've heard that there's great things about having a family farm.
0: (laughs) But I'm scared of chickens.
1: Yeah, and I just, I can't imagine Carter working a plow.
0: I also, like, I can't imagine that, like, the chicken that you named, like, Percy or something, like...
1: When you have to wring its neck so yeah, that you can Yeah, and it. you
0: have to kill it when it's young enough so it doesn't taste all rubbery.
1: Yeah, well, you know, you just don't name the chicken.
0: Some people do.
1: You have house chickens, and you have killing chickens.
0: <laughs> just call it the killing chicken. Maybe you call it dinner. Oh. Here, dinner.
1: <laughs> and... As crazy as, so that's simple, right? We want to have a simple life that still has room for fun. We We really didn't
0: elaborate on the work and family. It's basically that we just, we we want to work in some capacity. Right. We're not saying like, we're like.
1: But that's a thing that you have to figure out because when we were, when our lives were just totally overwhelming, there was a piece of us that was like, oh, it'd be so nice to have total flexibility in life so we can just invest in our family all the time. But then when things changed with our jobs and we mm-hmm. had a lot more time to invest a lot more in our family, what we realized is we're going to be a lot better parents if there's some margin of differentiation, right? You know, if we have some career right. that separates us from a, for a while so that we can really appreciate the time that we do have together.
0: Right. And most of that is stuff you discover as you go. Because before our son was born, I had an awesome part-time job and I was like, I just want to stay home with him full time. Like I just had this picture of like, Oh, it'd be so much better to stay home and make baby food and go on walks. But I didn't realize, like, I think there was like a honeymoon phase when he was really little and you could like strap him in a stroller and do whatever you wanted. But then, you know, when they start napping less, you're like, Oh, I really did enjoy the nap time where I could like watch the bachelor and like do laundry by myself and I don't have that anymore. Yeah. That's hard.
1: Kids start you on this slow process. And the bachelor,
0: I mean, that is a full time. That is like a side job. I'm talking it's two hours a week. And then that's like the start of the season. They should be paying us to watch that show.
1: (laughs) Well, to wrap up this section, all that to say is it's taken us a while, but we have figured out that that's what we want our lives to be about. That's how we want to live them. Simple, but with room for fun. Where we want to live is in a place where we have potential for community and have space to be around, you know, the people that bring tears to our eyes as we get to love and serve them and live together with them. Um, And what we want to do Um, is have a balance between work and family. And as simple as that sounds, it's taken us a long time to figure it out. And it's almost daily that we have to go back and say, oh yeah, this is what we want to live for because there's so many things that like pull you in a different direction than what you want to prioritize as you're thinking through what you're going to do with your life and just going through the day.
0: Maybe you've been at a crossroads like this before. Or maybe you haven't, and you're thinking, I'd love to figure out what's important to me. We'd love for you to take this journey with us as we're figuring this out. And we're going to try and give you a really honest perspective too. (laughs) Right, Philip?
1: Yeah, no, that's right. I mean, I think that some of what we've realized is just how hard it is to actually do this, not yeah. just decide what's most important, but then actually take steps to make it the most important thing in your life. Right. Um, Next week on the podcast, we're going to talk about how that's affected, like how we're thinking about your business, the One Delightful Shop empire, you know, that's developing. One Delightful LLC. Um, because a lot of the reason that it took so long to start this is because... As we've gone through this, I think, good crisis of figuring out what's mm-hmm. important and trying to organize our life around it, it's made us rethink the direction we want to take with your business. Um, and one of the things we want it and this podcast to be, um, along with just sort of a fun conversation that we get to all have together.
0: Side-splitting humor.
1: Oh, ho, 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 ho. That was the
0: worst laugh ever.
1: It was totally sincere.
0: It was a Santa Claus laugh. It was more like a ho-ho than a... (laughs) That's
1: that's my natural laugh. That's what it sounds like. (laughs) Go on.
0: I'm so glad I can derail you and you can find your point. With being... Don't ever do that to me.
1: A delightful conversation that we have together. See how it worked in delightful there? We hope that the podcast is going to be a little space every week where we all get reminded about living and enjoying living for and enjoying what's most important in life. Um, so we want to help you figure out what that is for you. Maybe it's similar to what it is for us. Maybe it's totally different. And then we're hoping to have, you know, continue to have tips and tricks on how you can best keep that front of mind um, and actually live for it in your life.
0: Yes. And just to plug for a past worksheet that we've made, if you go to our creative site, com you'll, there'll be a pop-up screen that will give you the option to get access to our printable libraries. And we have a worksheet on figuring out goals and figuring out priorities.
1: Yeah. And maybe you're even wondering, okay, so now there's one Delightful creative.com, There's one Delightful shop.com, There's all these Instagram accounts. What the heck is going on with that? We're going to talk about that next week on the Stay podcast.
0: Stay tuned.
1: Now it's time for What Do You Recommend, where we make a recommendation of something that we like in the
0: world. So Philip, hit me up with your recommendation. Yo, 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 girl. <laughs> I think because we get to record this in person, one of my favorite things is kind of surprising How else would you. How phone like a a lot of like we have a script
1: and I record all of my lines oh that'd be funny no no anyways um I like getting
0: to like kind of surprise you with something strange that I'm saying
1: I see see. so
0: hit me up HMU
1: I will do that I will HMU you (laughs) (laughs) don't look that up on Urban (laughs) Dictionary Anyway, my recommendation this week is a start of the year reset with whole 30.
0: Oh man, that's so depressing.
1: Which is a lot more, I think, was a lot easier for me than it was for you. But like January 5th to February 5th ish, we did whole 30. And different from years past where we did whole 30 with wine. um, Because there's only.
0: Now we know it's not actually whole (laughs) 30.
1: We decided this year we were going to do it totally by the book and follow every rule. And while it was difficult, it was actually sort of refreshing to know that we could do something hard together and we could like actually make it happen.
0: Yeah. That almost makes me want to change my recommendation since we're kind of on the new year kick.
1: You can if you want to. I'm gonna. But anyway, I think Whole30, I know it, I don't know if it's like what we could do all the time in life, although I probably would choose to do it if I could. It was really nice. Hey, we did it. We like We even did it on Philip's birthday which
0: was you're not even supposed to have dessert but he let me make a small exception for me making a like a chia seed banana pudding
1: ice cream thing no sugar we made it, it into good. ice
0: cream it was fine
1: Yeah <laughs> But anyway, whole 30 at the beginning of the year was good.
0: Uh, basically I strongly recommend it. Okay, so I'm going to say Wait,
1: wait, 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 wait. Oh, sorry. Hey, Katie, what do you recommend?
0: so my recommendation in a twist of podcast fate <laughs> excitement is you're
1: saying because you're going to say something different than yeah what's on the uh, page.
0: off the script oh boy my recommendation is the miracle morning oh so philip gave me we've mentioned this before but we actually have read the book now so it's not just like a oh i've heard this is good recommendation um, Philip gave me this book for Christmas. How romantic. Yes. Um, <laughs> and we're going to go stay at a Lark hotel, which that will be fun. But the miracle morning, it's just kind of this system that this guy created on how to have a good morning. And anyways, it's a little bit complicated. There's seven things to it. And he really suggests about an hour, but for most of the, January. So basically for most 2019, we've gotten up at 530 every day and have had about an hour individually to ourselves before the kids get up, which is awesome. And I think what part of what it made me realize is it's kind of like, you know, when you want to stay up late, and watch a TV show because you're like, I haven't had any me time. You
1: clench your teeth like yeah. that when you Well, say you know, that? like when you're I like. Need some me time. <laughs> you're like,
0: I need some me time. These kids are driving me bananas or I've been at work all day. I've got like, I need some, I need something for myself. I to need care.
1: to watch TV. Well, so
0: basically I, I realized I've last night. I've never heard you talk
1: with clenched teeth <laughs> like that before.
0: I realized last night that it's kind of like that, but it's giving yourself that time in the morning where it's like, I like that I get to have a Like, I love that it was quiet and there was no one interrupting me all morning.
1: Yeah, you do. You reverse sleep in. Yeah. You sleep oh, in on yeah, the I front yeah, I know. That's end. so
0: cheesy. Phillip's like, I'm going to sleep in. I'm going to bed at 830. So that, like, it makes sense, right? I don't <laughs> like it when you criticize reverse okay. sleeping. games. So those are our recommendations. We'll put them both in the show notes. I'll still want to try the Miracle Morning for kids. That's it. Oh. Yeah. Anywho, have a great week.
1: That's going to do it for this week's episode of One Delightful Podcast.
0: And you can find us on Instagram at one delightful home and on the interwebs at onedelightfulcreative.com
1: if you would not mind doing us a solid favor at this the beginning of season 2 of one delightful podcast we'd love it if you could leave us a rating and review on iTunes that helps more people hear these this delightful banter
0: and it just like is like a little internet high five that makes us feel like oh you like us and you're listening.
1: That sounds pretty needy. And also, speaking of needy, if you would also use our Amazon affiliate link for any of your Amazon purchases, maybe next time on the podcast, we'll highlight you buying that ovulation and pregnancy 70-pack kit.
0: I thought you were going to say maybe a baby item so that we know that it was successful.
1: Oh, it probably hasn't been nine months. but Yeah. yeah. Anyway, have a great week.